Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Uh, today, we have Dr. D on, who actually will be talking about the opposite of D, women. Uh, it's international women. This so. is why we have the day, isn't it? <laughs> no, uh, women are our number one listeners because it's our mums. Yep. That's true. Uh, 242, we are 100%. We are all women. That's and why we only have 74% completion rate on our podcast. <laughs> like their no, dollar. That- we don't give them more. Like, theirs stops for yeah, some reason. Yeah, halfway device, through, we're like... They're like, that's it. If you want the last 15 minutes... Try being a man. <laughs> uh, we also talk about office flu jabs, but first, we dive into the headlines and make fun of them with Ben Harvey. Politics. Crime. Sport. Finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> It's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. Oh, give me those headlines. Ed Sheeran will smash the Optus Stadium record this weekend. It will be the most attended event WA has ever had when he is expected to play in front of 75,000 fans at Optus Stadium on March 12th. He already smashed the West Coast Eagles 2022 attendance record four days ago when the cleaner went in to tidy up. Because, um... No one wants them play. <laughs> they probably shouldn't. An Australian fitness enthusiast broke a Guinness World Record by completing 8,008 pull-ups in 24 hours. Jackson Italiano attempted the record for the most pull-ups in 24 hours in Sydney to raise money for Dementia Australia. He fell short of his personal goal of 10,000. Chin up. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm playing something from my end on, okay. on this one, so we'll this see how we risky. go. Yeah, yeah. Chris Rock has reportedly never had a one-on-one private apology from Will Smith for what he did in Hollywood. I still personally think it's disgusting that he's taken no accountability for the Wild Wild West. Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that one again? It's all good. It's all- no, it's playing. It's playing? It's on my own. It's playing and we're not getting and we're not getting nothing. But it worked last time. <laughs> Will you try to pl- play Wild Wild West the song? Yeah. Okay. That's... Do you have it? Oh, we will, yeah. Okay. Is was that the one that Will Smith recorded? Mm. Just waiting for it to load. That's all right. Will Smith featuring Drew Hill. Yeah. Uh, you want to say the joke one more time? Uh, Chris Rock has reportedly never had a one-on-one private apology from Will Smith for what he did in Hollywood. I still personally think it's disgusting that he's taken no accountability for making Wild Wild West. He turned down the Matrix for that. Yeah. For the I would like an apology. He took the red pill. Or the blue pill. What's the bad one? The red pill. Hmm. I think it's the bad one, yeah. Mitchell and Michael for breakfast. Get more after this. It's you know me. I'm a sceptical kind of guy. I don't buy into a lot of, like, conspiracy theories or anything like that because I feel like I need more proof. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with what people show me. There is one thing, though, that would kind of fall into that category that I'm all in on, well, all in, mate, and that is workplace flu jabs. 
Why don't you like the flu jab? I don't like workplace flu jabs. Got, got nothing wrong with vaccination. Vaccination, great. Has helped with many diseases around the world. That's a good idea. But our workplace offers you like a free flu jab and that, and it's booked in like it's booked in like a couple of weeks time yeah. and just let them know and they'll get the flu jab and I don't like it because the uh, they pretend that they're like oh we're looking out for our family we want to keep you healthy nonsense you don't want us taking sick leave well yeah that's all it is what do you think it was no well they pretend and there's no need to because all you have to do is google work flab a work flu jab productivity, and the government promotes to workplaces mm. doing flu jabs to to stop people from taking sick leave. Yeah, but I guess it's the same as, like, they wouldn't pay you if they didn't have to. Like, there's a reason why they call it, like, a minimum wage, so they have to do it. It's the same with this. They're like, oh, we, like, have to act like we care about you. They can't say, like, get your flu jab. So you don't take sick days. You could say that. If everybody else is saying it, it's weird. That's the weird thing about it. It's like it's it's clear as day that that's what's happening. And yet they're kind of like, oh, we don't want you getting done well. It's like, no, you don't. You don't want, you don't want people missing out. Even though the sick leave is already booked in. If 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 I quit or get fired, yeah. they're going to give me it anyway. Well, surely you, you surely bit like get it off the books. Mm. Let's let's use some of this sick leave because it accrues. Uh, no, it doesn't. It runs out, doesn't it? Each year, it doesn't. No, you carry you carry your sick leave with you. You sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive. My mum never took a sick day in her life, and they gave her a TV. <laughs> almost, yeah, but that would be like significantly less than what it was. So that's kind of once yeah, again, like that's another conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, thanks, and really, yeah, you know, it's like seven dollars a year probably. Because I imagine your mum didn't take many days off at all. Uh, no, because she's a trooper. Mm. But uh, look, I'm 100 percent in on that. Uh, I don't like it. It's gross. Mm. Uh, don't offer in the workplace. Tell your staff. Just say like, "Hey, we'd like go get your flu jabs. That'd be great." But to put it on, don't like it. Gross. Doctor, doctor. If you have a medical mystery or require a remedy, then you need our one and only P Play physician, Doctor D. Dr. D's advice is purely educational, and he always encourages you to see a GP. Morning, Dr. D. Good morning, Mitchell Michael. How are you? We are good, but concerned. <laughs> oh, okay. What's happening? <laughs> what are we concerned about today? It's, it's International Women's Day today. That's what we're concerned about. <laughs> a whole day? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Look, we just want to we just want to celebrate the medical marvels that are mm. women in general. We already know that they can produce human beings, but what else like have we learnt about the ladies of the world? I mean, there's uh, I I don't want to make huge sweeping generalizations, but we've learnt a little bit. But there's so much more um, that we need to know, and I kind of feel like in a way, the medical profession has. Has not really done the best by women. Well, yeah. How how do you mean? Well, I don't know if you know this, but like a lot of the studies that we do in terms of looking at particular medical conditions and getting a lot of participants in to accrue a lot of data, so we're like, yep, okay, we've studied a bunch of different people to make sure it's like all kosher. Um, often to 
To reduce the amount of different variables in a scientific method, we usually have in the past only selected men um, to be studied and included in these research about diseases. Um, for the purposes of like, you know, making it all consistent. But as a result, we don't actually understand how some diseases manifest with their symptoms type in, in women. We only know how they work in men. And that can be a bit dangerous because it means that we might accidentally not recognize some of the diseases in women because we only understand that the way they come in men. And I think this is where the medical profession is, is really working hard to, to make up for this, um, Gender gap, you could say. Do women have, like, different livers and different, like, thickness of a sheet of muscle or something <laughs> like that? Um, I mean, like, most women will have, like, a, a uterus and ovaries, which can contribute to gotcha. um, the way that their, um, their, their general body works out. But, like, it's specifically, like, the example that we use is if somebody's having a heart attack, like, uh, the classic way is that you get some central crushing chest pain and maybe it radiates into your left arm and maybe it goes up to your jaw. But for women who have a heart attack, they may not have chest pain at all. They may just have um, crushing back pain or they may have radiation to their right arm or they may just feel um, hot and flushed and they get tingling numbness and they get um, a sympathetic drive. They, so it presents in an atypical way. But the, the thing about a heart attack is you kind of need to know very early on that something's going on because you need to get yourself into medical treatment quite early. And it is a shame that we have spent our time focusing on the way it looks in men that maybe we've kind of missed how these symptoms present in women. It really feels like a hangover from old-timey doctors being like, no, don't test the women, they're too confusing. Who can understand a woman? Yep, 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 so much talking. <laughs> like, it, it feels <laughs> like someone a long time ago, mate, because like, that's a terrible... That's a terrible scientific method to just go, and more than 50% of the Australian population, we're not going to include them in this study. It, it really is. And, like, I don't know the exact reasons of every single study, but I know that um, within, like, old-timey doctors, there was a sense that it would be more difficult to include women because of the fluctuations with the menstrual cycle. And in a scientific method, which is looking to eliminate as many variables as possible and just focus on one, they, they weren't able to deal with what is a, a normal occurring phenomenon for more than 50% of the population, which is such a shame. Um, but it's happened, and I think we're trying to work on building our research to, to to make amends and to really kind of bridge this gap, at least within the medical sphere. I think you mean to make a women's uh, mm. would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So will women now be included in, like, the testicular cancer research and stuff like that now? Well, if there are women with testicles that are worried, then, of course, um, but, yeah, we're trying to recruit more women into studies in general and looking at conditions that affect women more so than men. Because um, I think we've also probably neglected that as well. And I could speak about institutional sexism, but I won't. Yep. Um, we're, just, we're just working on making things better. That was a test and we <laughs> passed. Thanks, Dr. <Doctor> J. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care. Oh, my gosh, might not be a parent, but I feel like you would have parental qualities and, you know, they soon will need to uh, happen in your life for you to make decisions, even when you're looking after, like, your mate's baby and whatnot. Uh, off the top of your head, first two or three appointments you'd have to take a baby to.
Go. Uh, the first one is like when you weigh them. Mm-hmm. That's like the very first thing. Mm-hmm. The next one, after a bit of that for a while, I'm going to say you take them in uh, to get their eyes checked. I don't okay. know. Uh, uh, what would you, at 12, let's go 12 months, what do you think One is year a old. really important appointment? Um their first, like, job interview. Very important appointment to keep. Okay. Cool. Uh, I, kids got to pull their weight. Just like parenting, you got to know when to leave a conversation, and that's now. <laughs> uh, the appointment that I will bring up is my sister the other day. Uh, she stays on top of a lot of my nephew's uh, appointments. She takes him to, like, I don't know, like... Beyond the normal amount of things, I feel like she loves my nephew too much because yesterday uh, she took my nephew to the dentist. It's a great song in the system. Uh, he is 13 months. Has he got teeth? He's got four. Really? He's only got, he's only got a few teeth? Mm. Okay. Is that why she's taking him? I don't know. Because I thought by like one you got a bit more than four. Maybe something for, but still, it's a weird thing to do, to take him to the dentist. Why? Why? Why is it weird? Because he's like a baby. What would you be doing with it? Cleaning you know? his teeth? No, he cleans his own. Like that. Like my sister would clean his teeth. Yeah, but we don't clean them the way that dentists do, do we? We don't got the good stuff. Yeah, they're really getting in there. I would imagine, like, because considering it sounds like he doesn't have a lot of teeth. They're probably, like, checking his gums, making sure his teeth are coming through. I know that my wife, a lot of her baby teeth rotted. Why? Um, because, like, because baby, babies got bad dental hygiene. Like, you can brush their teeth all you want, but it's like, but for some reason, their teeth kind of suck. I reckon it's because they're not chewing. Our teeth mm. are, like, stronger for us, like, chewing on things. And they're not probably getting any of that action. He's probably just having real mushy food. Yeah. And they're like, let's see how your teeth are going. Or did your, uh, the rotten teeth baby, yeah. was that, like, did the, the mum have, have, like, too much, like, she's having too much sugar. She's passing it down. Yeah, could be that as well. Like, is, <laughs> is, is milk too sugary for your little baby teeth? Well, well, well there you go. Look, I, feel, I don't see why it's that weird to take a baby to... If you told me she took her, like, three-month-old to the dentist, mm. I would be... But he's over a year old. I think that's worth a dentist trip. But how often does he go? I just went once. Just, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, I've talked to about ten other parents, and they were like, that's very weird. So... Who who knows? But here we I are. The I man with well, no kid was like, "Yeah, yeah, right." So, <laughs> I buy it. <laughs> of course, is International Women's Day. Uh, it's a day to celebrate women around the world. And on the one hundredth anniversary of the day, uh, they put together like a top one hundred West Australian women list. Oh, yeah. So I unearthed it. It was from about twelve years ago. Now uh, it was twenty eleven, and. It's just, it's just a bit of an interesting read uh, because uh, shame on me for not knowing more of the women in the top 100, um, but also shame on them for putting some people too low and some people maybe too high in hindsight. So, number one, do you know who Pre Adalbert is? Hmm. She's number one. Does she? And this is a very bad day to do it. Is she a makeup owner? No. Okay. <laughs> She's the co-founder of African Charity. 
What? And so, so great. Obviously, does great work. Just not just African. It's called African Charity. Uh, huge, fantastic. Okay. And it's like, but unfortunately, I didn't know. The first woman that I know on the list is coming in at number nine. So again, shame on me. But number nine, the Honourable Julie Bishop. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty good. Jules will be up there. Julie Bishop. But do you think she? Do you think she's top ten in hindsight? When if we just flip, if we just flip to the other end of the spectrum, coming in at seventy-eight, Georgina Reinhardt. Okay. Uh, what's the list? So the the list is the top one hundred inspirational WA women. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's the richest. Person yeah. in Australia, yeah, but you don't you don't want to be like her. But she's not inspiring, you don't think? Nah, I reckon Bishop Bishop deserves to be higher. What about number ninety nine? So just sneaking in, Doctor Fiona Wood, spray on skin, Doctor oh Fiona Wood. That's pretty. That's inspirational. Like that's pretty inspirational. That's how, probably better than. Okay, that's better than Bishop. Yeah, you would think she would be mm. in the top ten, but where do you feel about uh, number eighteen? So ahead, one spot ahead of Edith Cowan, who the university the is named after because she was the first woman to be in Parliament. Oh. Uh, Edith Cowan. A uh, one point above her is Margaret Court, tennis player uh, and court name owner and. Raging homophobe. Yes, so um, now, but this was 2011. They didn't know that about her yet. Wait, so this is done in 2011? This is done in 2011. Why are we doing it now? I'm saying that this, because 2011 was the, was 100 years. I'm saying in hindsight, oh. is that a, is, is that a good top 100 in 100 years? Uh, uh. and if we were to do it again today, I reckon, uh, Mel Perkins from Canva. The Photoshop, uh, like, it's blown up. Uh, she's, like, one of the richest people in Australia as well now. She would make the top 100. And Janine Ellis. Yeah? Did Boost Juice. She's from Dover, isn't she? Is she? What about Nat Barr? She's on Sunrise. Uh, not quite uh, Not quite seeing her in there, uh, Nat Barr, but that's, that's all right. She'd probably make the top 100 now. And you know what is really eye-opening? I'm having trouble. Thinking of more. What do you think of number 83, Lisa Scafidi, Lord Mayor of Perth? Again, 2011. This is before the scandal stuff, yeah, didn't isn't she it? she do something dodge? Yeah, that's what I thought. So I think we need to redo the list. Mm. All of these, obviously fantastic women, and shame on us for not knowing more of them. But Gina, so low. That's, that's rough, Gina. I feel for you. I don't know Rex much other than just uh, the fishing legend and sort of what he no. became. No, I don't even know. Fishing legend uh, Rex. I know Rex as like uh, getting in fights and like I think he got in a fight with him and his son fought someone in Melbourne or something and then just recently he like tried to stab someone with a, a spade or a gardening tool. Yeah, Rex of these days is, uh, mm. is worth a watch, but uh, he's always been entertaining. Uh, he's a two-time Premiership player, uh, played for Richmond and St Kilda, I believe, uh, and that, that's where he sort of got noticed. He then moved into the commentary field and uh, was a legend with such moments like this. Unbelievable! This is the 1984 Premiership. 
<laughs> Sack me, I don't care. Uh, Rexy does not care. Uh, he's not. he's always been a loose unit. Let's face facts. Yep. And uh, on the way to footy season, I'm just celebrating my favourite things. One of my favourite things is Rex Hunt nicknames. Okay. Okay. So you tell me whether or not this is a nickname that Rex Hunt actually used during commentary. So did he call Brad Ottens from Geelong? Did he call him Otten Sticky? Oh, that's a good one. Um. I want to hope so. Yes, he, he did. Nice. Did he call the Cracker Brothers Ritz and Jats? <laughs> uh, was he commentating then? Oh, he would have been, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. No, he didn't. Oh. Uh, he didn't call them uh, Ritz and Jats Cracker. <laughs> did he call Stuart Jude, the now coach of uh, Gold Coast, did he call him Heavy Morning Jew? <laughs> I hope he did. He did. Because <laughs> uh, Stewie Jew has always been a, a thick man. I still think he should be called Mountain Dew. Mountain Because <laughs> it looks like he's had a lot of it. Did he call Dean Brogan, hmm? uh, who was a Port Adelaide player, I believe, did he call him Broken Josh? Oh, nah, he didn't. No, he did. He did, he wow. did call him Broken Josh. How about uh, Trent Crowe, who uh, Hawthorne famously ended up at like Freo in a scandal back to Hawks for their IA premiership. Did he call him Yellow Brick Crowe? <laughs> I feel like he would have. He did. <laughs> and uh, and final one, did he call Jason Tawney Frogmouth? I feel like he did. Because of the Tawny Frogmouth. I feel like he did. He didn't. No, he <laughs> called him Horny Tawny. That's better. <laughs> That's more Brexit. Uh, we love we love Rex. He was on Triple M as well during his commentary days as well. And yeah, we love commentator Rex. I don't think we like to admit that that he was on our station. Mitchell and Michael for breakfast. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.